You're listening to Radio Mayapur with the best devotional, meditation, kirtan music, and inspirational podcast. This is Radio Mayapur. Hello, good morning everyone. This is Gangadas, your host from Radio Mayapur. Today we are in England. The weather is a bit cloudy. It's raining now and then, but that's a natural weather for British country. Yes, they say somebody stole their son, but sometimes yesterday was a nice sunny day. I don't know what they did in the past. There are so many history, but we don't want to get into that. But today we are very, very fortunate. I have with me one of my brothers from another mother. His name is Vishwambar Das Prabhu, who is born in the same city I'm born, in Napoli, in 1963. I think we are only few devotees uh, were in, there must be more devotees from Napoli, I don't know many of them, but uh, I feel very happy to be with him in his house, and uh, today we are doing this podcast. He, he was grown up in Napoli, he did, uh, he did go to a Catholic monastery school, then he did accountancy, and then he did two years of art school, and then <clears throat> he moved in uh, 1984 in England before. He joined in 1981 in Florence, and at the present he's doing something wonderful service, which is very dear to Srila Prabhupada and Krishna, which is inspiring people to do book distribution. Welcome, Vishwambar Prabhu. Hare Krishna. I'm very happy to have you in this podcast already in Mayapur. Uh, we have been very close for many, many years. Tell us a little bit about your past when you were a child or something, to just to give us a view. Uh, because you grew up in Napoli. I was three years old when I left Napoli, so I don't remember anything. But still, I love Napoli because it's our city in our heart. There is a safe, see Naples and then you die. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Napoli, it's a beautiful city. Um, many artists, they're born there. Yes, I was born in 1963. At the age of five, my parents, they divorced. Oh, I and I ended up in a boarding school, okay. Catholic monastery, Instituto Jeremica in Posillipo. Posillipo, yeah. And, um, and I studied from the age of five to the age of 16, uh, brought up by nuns and priests. And uh, then I came out and I did uh, two years of accountancy and, no, two years of School of Belle Arti. But what was the time when you were in this school, because they're all priests and nuns, was a good experience for you? Uh, no, just... It was actually um, good and bad. Okay. Because, um, as we know, every institution has a dark side of it. Of course. I lost a friend, you know, who was an orphan. He took his life because... The situation. He, the situation, he was a abused by the nuns, you know, mm -hmm. and priests, and uh, of course, um, you know, I had parents, and so we, we just suffered a little bit of violence, physical, corporal violence, but not any of the uh, abuse. sexual abuse. But corporal violence, I remember in the school, was natural, was normal, the teacher would say, you're nonsense, give me your hand, mm. and whack you with the ruler yes. made of wood, you know, it was kind of normal at that time. Yes. Because we were naughty. rebels, and we were naughty, we should say the truth also. Now, we were not saintly guys. 
Of course. Yes. So, okay. So, the, you did the art. Art is something very in, in important in your life, I believe. Yeah. Uh, they taught me uh, to play piano, singing. Nice. I've learned piano in a the monastery. There was a lot of good things. They, learned, they, they taught me how to pray. Nice. So, which uh, I, uh, you know, I grew up with this bandanam, you know, uh, we call it in Iskon. Yes. Praying in the morning, before eating, before sleeping, as soon as you wake up, thinking of Jesus, and then uh, we get on with our days. So, was uh, a disciplined life. Disciplined life, yeah, it was yeah. good. And uh, the piano they teach you, you still today make music. I know you yes. make beautiful songs. Yeah, I uh, compose music, I play piano, and, uh, and I was much more than that, I was a, a graphic artist. Oh, okay. Uh, and that's why I was one of the uh, chosen pupil in mm -hmm. my school mm -hmm. of belle arti to do sketches and uh, artwork, which that's in Iskon also he, I, um, I used you know, my skills to, to do paintings business yeah, and I had yeah, some I artists know. in Mayapur. We did spend some time doing painting yes. here in England for a few uh, we, months, I remember. And, uh, you came over, We yes. had such a good time. Yeah, we, you came over, you stayed with me for a month or something, yeah. and uh, we used to sell paintings, you know, to my yeah. customers. It was good. So, uh, yeah, joined 1981, then I went In Florence you joined. Florence. So how did you meet the devotee? That is very important, because when you meet the devotee, your life changed direction. Yes. Is it not? At the age of 17, I was with a, a friend of mine who met the devotees. He was older than me, 25 years old, and I was 17. He uh, met the Hare Krishna and he, uh, he received a BTG. Uh, and we were in a restaurant together, mm -hmm. traveling. You know, I, had, I used to ride the motorbikes at <laughs> uh, that time. I did a little bit of stand work for Chinachita right, in right, Rome. Right, yeah. And um, we were in this restaurant and I, and I uh, had this experience of uh, deja vu. I thought I already... Uh, was I already encountered that place? You know, there were some. The environment was very much familiar, and I asked my friend. You know, I think I've been already, yeah, but I couldn't remember in this life. He said, "Oh, you sound, you sound one of those Hare Krishna, maybe <laughs> in previous lives, <laughs> you know, reincarnation." Anyway, so then after a year, I went to his house, and uh, I was waiting for him, you know, to take shower, and his mom. She made me sitting in the kitchen. There were two chairs, you know, one underneath one set of cupboards and then another one, another set of cupboards. One of them had the, uh, the tea, another one the coffee. Yes. She said, what would you like? I said, okay, I'll have a coffee. <laughs> so I was sitting right underneath. underneath. She opened the cupboard and this BTG fell in my lap, on my lap, wow. and uh, it was a I still got it. Prabhupada picture and uh, you know it was the very first image spiritual image entering in my life in contact with my eyes Prabhupada was so kind merciful beautiful and um, and then uh, my friend came out of the shower he said yes you remember you we were talking about deja vu reincarnation this is the BTG I got from the Hare Krishna you can have it and then I, I visited the temple in Naples. This was 1979. Right. 
And then we... In we Nebo, went, we had a temple near the Vesuvio? That near one? the Vesuvio, yeah. yeah. I remember. Guru Charan, yeah, my godbrother, was there with Akila. Uh, Akila, you know, the, the big devotee. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and so I used to be, a, I was a Sunday feast devotee. Nice. Then nine, I was, but I was young, you know, 1981, I decided to join the temple nice. in Florence and came back to Naples. Then I went from Naples, I went back to Florence, and then I went to, then I was kidnapped by Mritwar and Prabhu. <laughs> Who was in Rome. Who was in Rome, he took yes. me to Rome. He was in the Eur at that time, yeah. the temple. But yeah. the one who preached to me, 1979, at the house of uh, Prashanta Kiriti, because I was friend yeah, with his with brother. with the artist. Yeah, with the artist. Yes. They joined 1978. I was friend with Giuseppe. He's okay. a young brother, same age like me. And we went to this feast. Uh, we thought it was uh, like a feast with the girls and women. <laughs> but actually, I was You tricked. didn't know. <laughs> it was a Hare Krishna feast. It was a Hare Krishna feast. And we saw Mrituara and Tridanti, and um, Tridanti preached to me. Uh, and uh, I remember, you know, they had no teeth in their mouth. <laughs> I said, do I have to take off my teeth, you know, and to why join? Why not teeth? <laughs> Why Maybe not, because they were... They, they went had, to the dentist or something. No, they had, you know, like a bit of a, you know, drugged oh, background, you know, both of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, so, but... Uh, and then I said, do I have to shave up also to... They said, yes, you have to shave up to become a Hare Krishna. Oh, <laughs> anyway. and you have to have the seagull also. <laughs> so, anyway, um, so then he convinced me to preach to me, and I, in 1981, I went to the Florence Temple. Then I came back to Naples. So I was in and I was at the temple, and I was thinking of my, my mom. I was so, with my mom, and I was thinking of the, the temple. temple so so I was like that, you know? Moving from one place to another. So then Mrituara came to Florence, and he kidnapped me and a friend of mine, and he took me to ne uh, Rome. And, um, I mean, he didn't kidnap you. I mean, he, he told you, let's go. No. Yeah, no, he practically said, you know, get the bag, you know, and get no, in the go, car. Let's go, let's <laughs> go. Because I, uh, I was actually a property of Panjajania. <laughs> I was his uh, servant. Oh, I see. So Panjajani got very angry because we disappeared. Yeah. And um, so Mrituara took me to Rome, and then I stayed in Rome. I was supposed to get initiated in 1983, and I refused the initiation because I was too young. And then uh, 1984, after the installation of the Panchatattva, actually 1983 there was installation, Radha Vrajasundara. Mm -hmm. That's the year I was supposed to get initiated. But I went back to Rome. Then in 1984, I came back to Florence, there was installation of Panchatattva. And we brought Panchatattva in Rome. I spent one year in Rome. In December 1984, I came to UK, and I was in Saw Street for one year. Doing book distribution? Uh, yeah, Rancho Prabhu, I couldn't speak a word in English. <laughs> he gave me a piece of paper, yoga and meditation, and everyone is giving a donation. So since that was time, mantra. <laughs> yoga, mantra. meditation, everybody gives a donation. Yeah. It's a rhyme. So people they would swear at me, and I would smile at them because I couldn't understand, understand the word yeah. in English. And uh, 
So they thought I was very sandily and tolerant, and but it's just because I couldn't understand the swear word. Right. So, but still, you know, I would do a uh, hundred books a day. You know, the higher days. That was a lot. And uh, that's in uh, a book distribution became my English school. That's where I learned English, and then I was moved to Leicester, 1985, and I became uh, Sangitan leader and temple president in Leicester for five years. And Leicester then, is a place where there's a lot of Indians. Indians, it? yeah, yeah. A lot yeah. of Indians. Big community of Indian, Indian shop, yeah. Indian masala, Indian restaurant, it's like Indian sari, Indian. <laughs> everything is Indian there. It's, you Beautiful. feel like you're in India. Yeah. So I spent Nice people. Very nice, nice people. people. Gujarati. Yeah, nice community. People. So after that, I came to the. I got married to my wife in 1990. And then we, Shivram Swami, uh, appointed me as the Sangitan leader for the manor. Nice. Uh, director for the old UK Yatra, training devotees how to do straight books. Because in those days they used to do the board, you know. And yeah. So Shivram Swami took me under his wing, and uh, for six years I was Sangitan leader at the manor. And then after that, I uh, embarked for 10 years paintings and I made a lot of money. That's how I bought my property. Uh, I became, let's say, an entrepreneur, you know. Yes. Then I gave up my business, paintings business, and uh, and I dedicated my life 2004 on book distribution. Nice. Full time. And they made me the minister for book distribution for UK and Europe. That's nice. And uh, that's what I'm doing now. Fantastic. And I believe that now you are also going to somewhere for some meeting with other people and yes. you are doing training courses as well. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, Naminanirada uh, Naminanirada comes sometime? He's also a minister yeah, for somewhere, I don't know where. He's, he was uh, a minister for book distribution. He as was well. at some point some kind of GBC or minister yeah, something. in the world. Maybe still is, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I but he's also similar to you. I mean, he trained people to do Buddhism. Yeah, I do a lots of seminars. My specialty now is to uh, do table to table, you know, to catch people when they're drinking coffee. Okay. I wait for talk, the coffee to go to the brain, you know, and then they feel <laughs> so you chatty. Can talk to them. <laughs> they feel chatty. I put Bhagavad Gita on the table, and very friendly, and they give a big donation. Nice. So I'm training devotees. And I got that idea from uh, Prabhupada, actually, nice. because I was w always wondering why Prabhupada would do the tea shops. Yes, yes. He used Prabhupada to do used the to tea shops. In Delhi, in tea, Delhi, in tea shop. shop. Yeah. People are relaxed, they're drinking tea, yeah. they chat, they want to talk. Yeah, and Prabhupada is, uh, you know, uh, and I said to myself, Prabhupada was very clever. He, he would bend, you know, the iron when it was hot. Absolutely. So I find people, you know, in the uh, very soft, fertile mood. You know, I get like 20 pounds for the Gita, 50 pounds sometimes, you know, they feel. And I meet a lot of uh, wealthy people, celebrities. I meet actors, you know. And I've seen your photographs on Facebook with some of these people. Yeah. <laughs> who are famous people. I don't know them, but I'm sure they're famous because... Uh, some, somehow, you know, they, they, yeah, I meet quite a few of them. And, um, and and somehow they they invite me in their confidence. You know they feel comfortable nice. with me. They take Bhagavad Gita. Of course, it's the power of the Gita that is the magic. You know, book distribution. We are just uh, serving 
Srila Prabhupada and the Lord. The and, the, and the power comes down, you know, and uh, Bhagavad Gita is self-illuminated, uh, you know, uh, enters the heart of everybody. It's becoming a very popular book. Uh, everybody's getting to know, you know, a celebrity, they say, oh, I heard about this book, I'd like to have a copy. And uh, so I, I do a lot of training, devotees, you know, now we're going to the ELM meetings, European leaders meetings right. in a few days. And uh, I usually do the uh, presentations there. And I've um, introduced this concept, you know, that, you know, we have done door to door, street, car park, car to car. But now it's nice to explore table to table which is not my idea, really. It's, it's from Prabhupada. Yes. And it works. Yeah. Even at the line that I use, you know, we, they, they ask me, what do you do for money, with this money, for the donation? I said, you know, we print these books in order to help the society, to educate the society, to become free from these formage sufferings like old age, disease, birth and death. And actually, I'm using Prabhupada line, Prabhupada mantra, motto. Absolutely. Uh, Prabhupada, when he was in Dallas, he was asked by Satsvarup Maharaj, what is the purpose of Gurukul? And Prabhupada said, is to free these children from the old age disease, birth and death. Yes. And then he turned around to Tamalakrishna Maharaj, um, because he used to be in charge of the Radha party. Yes. So that, that is the same purpose for book distribution. Absolutely. We do. We distribute books to free humanity from old age, disease, birth, and death, which are the four major suffering, which are chaining everyone into this world. Tell me one of your best and worst experience in book distribution, because I know you have many experience. I've been doing book distribution as well in India for ten years, traveling Sankirtan. But I'm sure you had, there's something vivid. <laughs> remain in your brain and then you think this was the worst day or this was the best day unexpected. A very good question. Yes, in a nutshell I can say uh, which one do you want to know first? The worst one or the best one? <laughs> Whatever you like. Okay, so uh, I'll tell you the worst one first. Okay. Which when I came to this country I couldn't speak much English. Uh, I was uh, traveling 1985 from South Street, I was traveling with a group of devotees, brahmachari, uh, to Boston. It's a, it's a town in uh, north of England. Mm -hmm. And we used to do Sangitan with a dhoti um, and kurta shaved up. Yeah, dressed as devotees. And there was one um, devotee, he got bullied by some uh, hooligans, football hooligans. It was at the end of the day, you know, my bag was filled up with Lakshmi and many books we did and I was happy, you know. Uh, after a day of Sangitan, you just want to have a Kirtan, you're blissful, yes. you know. So, but uh, these uh, hooligans, they attacked one of the devotees, Bhakta Ben, his name was, our Sangitan leader was Sakiras, your godbrother. Yeah, Sakiras, yes. So this uh, hooligan, they uh, had batted this oh. uh, friend of mine, and then he said, "Why don't you, uh, why don't you, uh, 
you know, bully my friend over there across the street. <laughs> because he knew that I, yeah. you know, I was brought up in a monastery. I was a street fighter. You know, yes. I was always fighting. Always. So, but uh, I was, so he came to me and he, he, he challenged me and he said, your friend said that you, uh, you can fight. Let's see, how can you fight? And he, he, was, he dragged off the bag, you know, from my shoulder and he, all the Lakshmi went down on the ground. I didn't want to fight because, you know, you, you want to have a kirtan, you yeah, know. You, at the end of the day, I've, you're blissful. Yes. So he, uh, he punched me and then I said, okay, are you happy? You can go. But he was not satisfied. Then I got attacked from behind some of his friends. So I tied up my daughter and then I saw they, they start to steal the money from the mm. bag, you know, all the Lakshmi on the floor, on the ground. Then I saw my friend Ben, you know, on the bench with four of them. They broke, you know, his back, really, one of his ribs. I said, okay, an offense to me I can tolerate, but to, the devotee, to a know. devotee I have to do something. So when I... You know, uh, being a street fighter grew, I was, you know, I was ready. never strong, but I was fast. You were ready. And um, so I, somehow or another, you know, I knocked down, you know, those two guys. And then, you know, I helped my friend back to Ben. And then another 15 guys, they came out of the pub. And I thought I was going to die on that day because a lot of them, they had, they broke the bottle. On, they smashed the bottle on the ground, yeah, and they broken had glass, broken glass. Yeah. They had, you know, the handle of the glass in their hands, you know, and one of them had a knife. I still got uh, a pierced arm, <laughs> you know. So, and I took. I remember, you know, when you fight with the knives, you know, you take off the jacket, you know, roll it up, yeah. you know, around your arm. Somehow or another, I chanted Nishingade pray. And, uh, you know, I fought with those guys. Um, and then Titikshu Prabhu was there, my friend Titikshu, mm -hmm. and he was there, you know, and he was imitating me. He had about seven, eight guys around him. And uh, it was a very scaring experience. He was, he said, I'm more dangerous than him, you know. And, <laughs> but we were lucky because they were, uh, they were drunk. Oh, okay. A lot of them, so easy to knock them down. One, yeah, so I took the shoe racker from a shop, and there were some big. girls, they received the books from us, Hales Angels girls. They helped us, you know, to beat up those guys. <laughs> <laughs> so it was the goodie against the bed. So anyway, and it was, I had blood everywhere. I didn't yeah. know some was from them, and, and I also had a, a knife Monka. that pierced my arm. Somehow or another, I came out clean, you know, nothing on my face. And I, that was the time when, when my uh, faith in Lonely Shingadev became increased because I thought I was going to die on that day. And I was also, uh, being young, you know, I said, oh my God, that, you know, at the age of 20, I have to die, 21. It's a shame, you know, but at least, you know, I die serving protecting devotees nice. and uh, but somehow or another the Lord helped us and we came out there was a couple of brahmacharis they ran away 
Sakiras <laughs> run away. <laughs> Sorry to say, <laughs> it's embarrassing. Uh, there was uh, another devotee, Ramachandra, he ran away. There was just me, Titikshu, Ben, and another one. But anyway, the police came and uh, they arrested, you know, these guys. No. So somehow or another, and he came on the newspaper, oh. that story. So publicity for the Arikishan uh, The Arikishan Sun newspaper. Attack, attacked by a hooligan. <laughs> yeah. In so that was day. my worst experience. But okay. I never had a bad day on book distribution. It was, uh, I, I could say it was a scary. I was afraid, you know, because when natural. you fight, it's natural to be afraid. Always. But that fear makes you... A surrender to the Lord, yeah. and then the Lord somehow or another reciprocate. Yes, and He protected us. Now the good story. The good story. The good story. Two thousand four. I got up that morning, and I was on fire during the marathon. And Shivram Swami was texting me every day. He was in Govardhan. Uh, writing his book, and he was always in Brindavan, in Brindavan talking nice. next to. He had a little uh, a room, you know, in the pa uh, Govardhan Palace, and uh, every morning to the, uh, to the Samadhi of my Guru Maharaj. Nice. And having so much love for Tamal Krishna Maharaj, he would go there and he would report to him, you know, all my scores every day. And I would do. I was doing like 100, 120 books a day, not Bhagavad bad. Gita and not Bhagavatam. Bad, not bad. 500, 600, 700 pounds a day. So that morning I got a text from him. He said, your Guru Maharaj wants you to do, it was the last day of the marathon. He said he wants you to do 150 books. Um, and um, I... Uh, I said, oh, I don't want to say it's impossible because we're not allowed to say this word. <laughs> yeah, we cancel it from the dictionary. <laughs> yeah. Impossible. So I said, I try. I try. If he, that's the desire of my Guru Maharaj. So a few devotees, they put, they filled up my boot and my car full of books. Um, and I had 80 Bhagavad Gita and 70 Srimad Bhagavatam. Wow. Uh, part one. It was uh, Sutapa Prabhu. Now he's a Maharaj. Right. The day before he he he, he meant to Tikshu Prabhu. They brought these two pallets of books to my house, and they were, you know, loading it. And 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 he filled up my car with 150 books. <laughs> so I said, uh, okay, the only way I could do this if I live after Mongolarti. Yeah, so yeah, I got up about three o'clock. I chanted most of my rounds. I went for Mongol Arti, and then I embarked to Fleet Service Area, which is on the M3 towards, you know, Southampton. I arrived there about uh, five thirty in the morning, and uh, I started to do book distribution. And I was in bliss. I was not cold, not hot, uh, it was very misty day, cloudy, but a little bit of sun behind the cloud. It was a very mysterious day, beautiful day. And um, I, uh, I remember about three o'clock, I, I didn't even drink, you know, because I didn't want to take a break to go to the toilet. Mm. 
Right. I just, I w it was a samadhi. So from a six, from 5.30 in the morning up to three o'clock in the afternoon, then I, I was bursting. I went to the toilet <laughs> and then I felt very dizzy being diabetic. And the service area is go steps. So I, I sat down for a few minutes and I put my head on my knee. I put, I lift up my head and I saw beautiful um, uh, color, arcobaleno, what do you call it? Rainbow. Rainbow, beautiful yeah. rainbow. There was a little bit of drizzling and people, they were wiping, they were stopping there. You know, the, the, I could see all the cars, um, you know, parked there, eating their lunch bag, you know, sandwich. Yes. Some they were drinking coffee. And I saw a beautiful scene, the sun coming out of the cloud, this, this beautiful rainbow. I felt so peaceful and I had a look, uh, I glanced at the cars. I was just about to go back to the car to fill up my bag. And I saw each car, many cars, they had this, the blue back of a time. I said, oh, I recognize that book. <laughs> I saw so, some, many of the people having a glance of the Bhagavatam and Bhagavad Gita. I said, that's my book. <laughs> and I didn't even realize, you know, they were, they were you know, I, these are people that I gave them a book. Oh, nice. And I said, yes, I gave that book, I gave a book to that man or to that, you know, there was quite a few of them. They were glancing. Were looking at the books. Looking at the book and it was like a, such a beautiful similarity. The, the uh, light between, from the sky. Between the Bhagavatam and the sun, you know, there was a reflection of the sun on the windscreen, giving a light to the Bhagavatam. It was a beautiful scene. And, uh, and I, was, I was in ecstasy. Then I went to the car. I said, oh my gosh, uh, let me carry on. My boot was empty. And, and there was, there was a lots of money, a bag filled up with the money. So in other words, I didn't even realize that I did you hundred, all the books, all the books <laughs> 150 Maha books from 5.30 in the morning to six o'clock, so to three o'clock in the afternoon. So I, in ecstasy, I, I uh, rang Shivram Swami. <laughs> I was crying in ecstasy. That was my most beautiful day that I had experience. I had on book distribution. Nice. Uh, it was uh, an, a beautiful epiphany that I never forget. Uh, I felt so so much in samadhi yeah. that I didn't. Those those hours, those uh, eight hours, the nine hours of sangitan, the they just looked like uh, five minutes. It went very They far. felt like yeah. five minutes, yeah, yeah. ten minutes. And I didn't even realize, you know, that I didn't even recognize the people that I gave the book to. Mm -hmm. And so I, uh, and the Lakshmi, I, it was 870 pounds, was my biggest score <laughs> I've ever done <laughs> in one day, yeah. Amazing. So I used to give it two books at the time. You know, people would give it ten pounds, two books. Mm -hmm. Sometimes 
seven pounds, five pounds, two books. So Shivaram Swami, he said uh, to me, I've reported the scores because it was uh, in evening, you know, in, in India, three o'clock and it was about 8.30 there. <laughs> he said, I spoke to you, Guru Maharaj, and he's very proud of you. Nice. So that was... He sent me a text and I was very... Uh, I never showed that text to the devotees because with the fear that devotees could think, you know, that, um, you know, it's uh, a sahaja, you know. Yeah. How can Shivram Swami talk to a dead uh, friend? But actually, on a subtle level, they were communicating. He said nice. to me that nice. he's very proud of you. So I, wonderful. That's nice. the beautiful story. That's a beautiful story. Okay, how you see the future of this uh, of this movement? How you think we can improve, or we can? How you think we should go about? And because the today's youth are slightly different from what we were at that time. But what you? What's your take? Or what's your feeling I, about? Um, you know, I I've always had the tendency to bear my head into the sun, the book distribution, and try to keep as much as possible out of the politics no, of, course. of I'm the not uh, about of ISKCON. And, yeah. But um, there are, so, uh, you know, at the same time, you know, I'm an observer. Yes. And uh, you can knock, you know. I, I'm an observer of ISKCON, and uh, I uh, I cannot say that um, everything you know it's perfect and no, nice. Of course, we can always. We got a lot of problems. Sure. And uh, but there is a lot of good. Shila Prabhupada, he gave us a a missionary work. He gave us the institution and the mission. There are devotees who inspire me, you know, like very much like Indra Jumna Swami, for example. He's, I'm very close to him, good friend. He's like, a, he asked me to become his, his, uh, his big brother. Uh, I am his young brother. Yes. He's like, a, you know, he doesn't have any positions. He's never been a minister or GBC, but he's, a, he's just preaching. Preaching, missionary yes, work. Missionary. So I want to be like that. No. Recently, I've resigned you know, as a minister for book distribution for Europe, but still I'm acting you know, as a free agent sure. to train devotees, to it's always good. inspire the devotees. The future of ISKCON, I think that we should increase the missionary spirit because problem, problems start when we increase the management, increase the the structure, the institutional work, and minimize, you know, the missionary work, yes. the preaching. Yes. I think, you know, the, the institution should be there to serve the mission. Absolutely. The mission should be always leading the crusade and the um, managerial aspect, you know, like ministering manpower, money, zone, positions, minister, GBC, all these things should be subordinate to the mission. Absolutely. 
Um, and I think we have a problems in ISKCON because there is no enough preaching. And there is no enough preaching even in our society in the terms of care for devotees. Yes. I would like to see more care, you know, for all those devotees who have been alienated, you know, like uh, there's a lot of Prabhupada disciples, they don't feel in, into this box anymore, they don't fit yes. any, and also senior second generation, they feel marginalized, you know, in living in no man's land, um, because uh, there is a lack of care. Um, we, we have a strategy how to make new devotees. You know, we, we, we are very happy and very proud, you know, to display or to glorify ourselves, how many books we have distributed, how much prasad we have, billions of prasad, how many temples we have, we have opened, how many um, Indian devotees we have made. <laughs> but, um, you know, uh, these are just the numbers of goods that we have. But in terms of taking care of all those devotees that, uh, you know, we, we lost a lot of them. And also in terms of relationship, you know, we think ISKCON is a very big supermarket. Uh, but actually, in terms of uh, relationships, uh, in terms of uh, cooperation and care and, and um, you know, support for each other and, and maintaining what we have, uh, uh, you know, maintaining the devotees that we have made, um, it, we are still acting as a little corner shop. I remember Srila Prabhupada said, and now we got milk, let's make a kir. So that means we have a lot of devotees, let's, let's take care of them and let's inspire them. But many went away before reason, so of course. But, you know, as you say, I think the mission is very powerful and that's what we should keep in our heart. Because as long as the mission is imbibing in, in to us, we can surpass all the difficulty. But when we become institutionalized religion, we know we come from Catholic background. We mm. see the church where they went up and down and the same. Any institution <coughs> goes through all up and down. So we have to keep the focus on the spiritual mission on which Prabhupada and Lord Chaitanya came. In Kali Yuga we are here and then all the lost souls, they're lost. And if we don't, if we just take it easy, I have position, I name, fame, glory or whatever, then we forget the mission, then we're lost. But I feel we like can you. see, uh, you know, just uh, following the footprints of Srila Prabhupada. Yeah. <coughs> he, um, you know, he was disgusted with the institutional modus operandi of the Godiamat. Yes. That he, you know, he, he created his own institution, ISKCON. But he wanted it, you know, as uh, prominently functioning, you know, on a missionary basis. Absolutely. You know, books are the Book basis. Are the basis. You know, and everything else will rest on it. Uh, he came, you know, to the West preaching. He preached in all his 10 years, rentlessly. And uh, you could see Prabhupada was not interested to become a GBC, to become the chairman, to, no. to, to be involved in meetings, to, to be in positions. He was not even interested to be seen, you know, as a guru. Uh, you know, he yeah. was following the 
Yes. He, he was a servant of his disciples. Absolutely. So he taught us the signs, you know, how to serve each other, how to love for each other, how to make devotees and take care of them. He, uh, he, he educated us, you know, with his books and with his preaching, you know, how to, um, how to love each other and how to spread this love in the form of these books. Because the words of Krishna, they are pure love. And Prabhupada, you know, was, he would get up very early in the morning, you know, to bathe in that love, you know, translating putting on the paper the words of Krishna. Amazing. And he wanted us to spread that love. And that's why, this is one of the reasons why I want to help him to spread, you know, his uh, missionary mood, to spread his love. Uh, because these books, they, are, they represent the heart of Krishna, the heart of Prabhupada. So if we understand, you know, that uh, the mission that he gave us is more important than the institutional program. We have to have some institution, some intelligence, of course. some, you know, managers, but not to be swallowed up by this, by the, you know, let's call it uh, like a, the snake of management. Yes. We have to be, uh, the, the snake, you know, the hoods is supposed to protect the hoods of the, this mission. the mission, the missionary mood the institution that Prabhupada has given us, the home that Prabhupada has given us. Because uh, when we die, you know, nothing comes with us. Neither, <laughs> you know, the position as a Sangitan leader or temple resident or GBC or guru, um, sannyasi. These are all things, dresses and all uh, external uh, designations we have to leave behind, but yes. service carries on. And, uh, and that service has to be done with love. And th this is the way, I mean, I'm not, I'm not the solution for ISKCON. You are asking no, me what no, is, no, no, no. what do I think? We I'm nobody. Yes, I'm course. nobody. I'm just no. your friend. Yes. I'm second generation. I'm a grand disciple of Srila Prabhupada. I'm speaking as an observer and I try my best to to, to never disgrace Srila Prabhupada, of course. Um, you know, uh, and to follow his mood um, of preaching, you know, missionary mood. Nice. Because when we do that, then, uh, then we can cross so many difficulties. Absolutely. Every religion has a difficulty. Of course. <coughs> Every institution has a difficulty. We can't say, you know, we can't <laughs> deny it, but I think preaching by preaching, first of all, like every morning I get up and the very first book I give is to my mind, to myself. Absolutely. You know, if we preach to ourselves, you know, let me be a better devotee than yesterday. Yes, we can always improve. Then we can always improve. I can be a better friend for someone. Yes. I can be a better husband for someone. I can be a better father. I can be a better grand disciple for Prabhupada every day, you know, because I'm always interested to improve my missionary mood. Yes. And I can be a better member of this society. If we can all uh, think like that, I'm not trying, you know, to indulge everyone, all the sannyasis and gurus. No, I'm not instructing no, no, anyone. No, no, no. But this is, um, you know, this is uh, the basic concept. 
how I would like to see ISKCON. You know, yes. that we, if everyone invited themselves into a better situation to, be, to become a better devotee, you know, tomorrow. And not to help each other also, because we are a yeah. big family. Everywhere we go in the world, we have devotees. So if we become a better servant, and also the mood of the Lord is, is called Bhava Grahi Janardana. He yeah. gets a little, he gets pleasure by seeing the devotee's mood, and that's what he accepts. You know, so if the devotee, they are cooperating, Prabhupada says you will show your love by your cooperation. So if we cooperate in helping each other and being yeah. Christian conscious, that, that's a win-win situation. And I've realized that, uh, you know, to achieve the merciful glance of Krishna, we have to perform service to humanity. Yes. So to get something that we never had, we have to do something that we never did. Correct. Um, you know, and that something is to serve. We have to sometimes get out of the temple, get out of our comfort, comfort zone, zone and, and try to help, you know, a few people every day. This is my mood. In the morning I get up, you know, I brush my teeth. That's my pray to Krishna. I don't sit down in front of him and pray with the folded hands. I don't even go much to the temple. But I pray by talking to sure, Krishna, sure. you know, I'm brushing my teeth, my dear Lord. And the people, I wonder, I start to talk to him, you know, I wonder how they look like the people who are meeting, who I am about to meet today, you know, how they look like, who they are. You know, I'm brushing my teeth, they're brushing their <laughs> teeth. I'm having my breakfast, they're also having their breakfast. I'm intrigued, you know, I'm curious to know who they are, these people <laughs> that you are sending them to me to get your yes, message. Yes, yes. And Krishna likes that, you know, when Absolutely. we meditate, you know, on this. Uh, and very often I, f I find, you know, I get in the car to go to, uh, to the service area to distribute books. These people, they also get in the car. You know, I get out of the car and these people, they, they get the, the origin of, uh, of using the toilet. They have to stop on the motorway. Sure. That's Krishna. Yeah. It makes them <laughs> feeling, oh, I have to pass urine. Water. So, and also I'm hungry. I have to have some coffee. I'm feeling sleepy. But that's all the trick of Krishna. These are the people destined to get his Bhagavad Gita. So they nice. stop. They get the book from me and often they say, you know, oh, I think I've seen you somewhere before. <laughs> Very often. I, yes. What it is, it's not that, you know, I, I'm a familiar to them. Even though they said you look very familiar, it's because they see Krishna, their Paramatma it's and my Paramatma. It's, it's one, it's communicating. <laughs> I've been praying to the Lord, you know, to see who are those jivas fortunate, you know, to get his to message. Get his and, it, and it's very nice, you know, for me, it's like, a, it's a beautiful episode every day, you know, to absorb, absorb myself in. It's a meditation. Uh, and I feel very much the blessings of Srila Prabhupada, my Guru Maharaj, the Parampara, and ultimately Lord Chaitanya. Even though I go out for three hours, I give 10, 15 Gitas. But those people, 
you know, I give them quality time. Uh, I invite them to the temple. Nice. There is a boy, you know, the, uh, Elliot. You know, uh, I uh, gave him a book, and he he told you know that he's seen me somewhere somehow. Somehow or another, he invited <laughs> me in his confidence, and he went to the cash point. You know, he gave me a hundred pound donation for a Bhagavad Gita. He got, uh, and I, I recorded the video. You know, and he told me yeah. his experience, and then he, he, lo and behold, he comes for Gopurnim at the temple, and nice. we sit together. We hear the class of Kripamoya, and he goes on Harina. And the day before, he gives up a meat, fish, eggs, <laughs> no gambling. It's called Krishna's magic. <laughs> and now, and then I introduced him to the brahmachari, and he loved the prasad, he loved the, He got Bhagavad Gita, Prabhupada Lilamrita. I gave him a nectar of devotion. And he comes every Saturday to the Harinam in London. I think people are waiting and Krishna is making them uh, this magic of meeting the devotees and the devotees are nice, so their life changes as well. Yeah. I'd like to thank you very much for today's thank interview. You. If you'd like to give a message for the, those devotees who are listening to Radio Mayapur, you want to give them a final message, short message to I, them? Um, I, uh, my message is, um, you know, whatever... Whatever your day brings to you, always tolerate the bad and embrace it because the test, you know, it's in the hardship, not into the beautiful day, comfort day. You know, Krishna's mercy comes in many forms. Sure. So please uh, always um, spread the glories of Srila Prabhupada that uh, what is given us, uh, whether it's in the form of books, prasadam, or harinam, do something every day. Give uh, something, uh, the names of Krishna, to someone who is lost in this world, and uh, make your life, you know, successful by uh, serving the lords of all the heart, Sri uh, Guru and Goranga. Sriman uh, uh, Mahaprabhu and uh, try to um, always give more importance to the mission than the institution. Of course, we have to cooperate with the institution, but the missionary spirit that Prabhupada has given us, that will live forever in our consciousness and in his books. Hare Krishna. Thank you so much, Vishwamba Prabhu. It's been a great pleasure to be with you. And I hope to see you soon in Mayapur. So I can show you the studio and we can spend some time together. Thank you once again. Hare Krishna. Thank you. Shri Prabhupada Ki Jai. You're listening to Radio Mayapur with the best devotional, meditation, kirtan music, and inspirational podcast. This is Radio Mayapur.